us know, late last night, Trudeau called an emergency meeting. Apparently the meeting was about the Emergency Act, which used to be known as the War Measures Act, which if you're in America, it's basically martial law. An unknown but deemed liable source has released this information and said that he indefinitely plans on putting this act in. Now we all know that there are tons of meetings happening today with a lot of different things involving the convoy, uh, the Emergency Act, lifting mandates and stuff, so we're just really going to have to sit up tight in our seats today and watch what happens. But uh, I'm scared. I am terrified right now. This is Canada Today. And this is Canada in this hours. When their Prime Minister, little Castro, has declared war on over 1.4 million people in their nation for standing up for liberty. If that doesn't make your blood boil, then stick your hand in a pot of hot water. Because this is unbelievable. And this is what you're going to see a lot more of across this world. Because we are, we are challenging the very authorities in which they have. And we are disobeying the masters of the universe by not complying. We'll get into all of that tonight. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation place and home on MyPillow. MyPillow is doing an amazing job at promoting and supporting patriot causes, unprecedented. Mike Lindell is a Christian, a warrior, one of the greatest patriots and CEOs of all of our time. And there are a tremendous amount of specials going on right now to continue to promote the proper use of our dollars, as well as supporting, the, using that funds as he does to support Patriot causes. So right now, if you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, every purchase you make, you get a free copy of Mike's book. There's incredible savings, including huge savings on Giza sheets, 60% off. You can get my slippers, 50% off. Women's, men's and women's sleepwear, 50% off. Mike is in the process right now of producing thousands of, thousands of pillows to take up to the truckers. And I don't know how he's going to get through with this new martial law, but I'm sure he'll figure a way. And that just says so much. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards and support what is probably one of the best companies in America today. Also, My Founder's Bible myfoundersbible.com. This is truly the Bible for our time. And patriots, I would encourage you to spread the word on this Bible. We are going to need this Bible as a tool because not only is it an incredible version of the Bible, an NASB 1995 edition, but it also has our founding fathers' documents worked in to appreciate how much these men really use Scripture as a living language. We need more scripture. We need more scripture as living language. We more need more anchoring in God in relationship to winning this fight with this evil that we are confronting. So I use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 20% off. Again, that's thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. This is the coffee for our time, Expedition Coffee. It's designed for the warriors of our time. One cup a day literally sustains your energy across the entire day. It gives you that boost you need for caffeine, but it also has the additional natural elements to sustain that energy 
across the whole day while helping boost your immune system. ExpeditionCoffee.com also has a whole array of products which are part of a health ecosystem. All of it's designed to reclaim our health sovereignty. If you head on over to ExpeditionCoffee.com, you'll find as well as the coffee, which is a foundational product. It's what sets the foundation to work with all the others. You have the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical elements of keeping ourselves healthy or weak, and our leaky gut syndrome is a very prolific problem in our health in this nation. It needs to be cured, and and the Gut Health Triad helps resolve that problem. Also, you have Immune XP, which is an immune booster, so critical in this time, both from the stress point and the environments in which we're currently being immersed in. Immune XP is high in vitamin C. It's based on pine cone extract. You also have Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement. One scoop mixed with water, drink it like a shake. It's all the nutrients your body needs each day. And finally, you have Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract currently on the market. Pure 47 has the ability to isolate pathogens, including HIV and the SARS-CoV strain of viruses. It's an incredibly important product to have in your medical cabinet at this point in time, especially as we learn more and more about what they're trying to do with these bioweapons. So again, head on over to Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Patriots, this is really an unprecedented day in our history of the world, for that matter. A country, Canada, who has always been a relatively quiet neighbor to the north, one of our greatest allies, in fact, has been has had its government turn on them and openly declare war against its citizens. Canada has at least 1.4 million people mobilized, probably much more by now, and the awakening in Canada is at high speed. But this is not a joke, and it's not something to take lightly, nor is it something that should be it is something that should be in front of everybody's focus right at this point in time because what happens in Canada is destined here at the core of all of this is this medical tyranny and what you're witnessing is that obviously it has nothing to do with covid if you still believe in that nonsense it has everything to do with mandating injections into people and from there people need to ask the question why why is it so important that everybody's injected? The fools will believe that it's to create herd immunity. They are stupid. I don't know how else to say it. You're missing a gene or something. And in fact, I just had an interview with Dr. Lee Merritt on her show. I was just on her show just before this. The new evidence is pointing to the fact that these, these injections aren't just causing problems genetically. They're taking genes out. Gene reduction is what it's called. This is a profound time. This fight in Canada is about our sovereignty, and it's about the sovereignty of humanity. And it's not a small event. And it's going to get very ugly if Trudeau continues to press on this. I want you to hear this very emotional rant from a trucker that was put out today. And it's, uh, yeah, it's something. Here you go. What kind of weak man? want to turn the army against the strong men and women and children of this country who stands up for their freedom. You want to turn the army against your own people. What the hell is wrong with you? You're too weak. you got a small man complex. You 
can never fight a battle yourself, so you always gotta get someone to go and fight it for you. You're gonna turn the army against the Canadian people. Listen to yourself. All you in Parliament, you should be ashamed to even allow him to even utter those words. It's a disgrace. will stand arm in arm and ready to be shot by this military. Well, fortunately, the military has some things to say. Uh, my name is uh, Patrick Gordon. I'm a retired Army Sergeant from uh, St. John, New Brunswick. I came out here to uh, support the trucker movement. I served my country in Afghanistan three tours. I was injured and uh, I was medically released, but I believe my service to Canada never ends, so I felt like I had to come out here and show my support to the truckers in the movement and help get uh, my story out, but not only my story, but learn other people's story so I could take it back home and show everybody that we're, we're not actually being told the truth. The mandates and the restrictions back home in New Brunswick have really restricted a, a lot of the veterans. They took our doctor away from us. A, a doctor that serves over 3,000 veterans in their family had his license removed because he didn't get the vaccine. So now uh, we have 3,000 veterans back in, in, in New Brunswick at high risk. They can't get their medication. They can't do their PTSD appointments because of this whole thing. We went to Afghanistan to fight for the Afghan people, you know, we went there to help liberate them, help give them what we have, and then to see this here in, in our own country happening where he's creating a division between our people, the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated. Back in New Brunswick, I have a son who's nine years old, and my wife, who's double vaccinated, took him to the doctor to have his eyes checked, the optometrist, and the optometrist asked if he was vaccinated, where there's zero requirement for a nine-year-old boy to be vaccinated in this country. Both doctors refused to see my nine-year-old boy because he wasn't vaccinated. I've heard so many different horror stories of, of my brothers and sisters going through the system. And, you know, even myself, when I left the service, I went six months without a paycheck. Six months without a paycheck, and I didn't know how I was going to feed my family, you know, because I was a soldier, and that's all I knew. And then they medically discharged me. It's a beautiful state of unity. And like I said, you know, serving in the military, the camaraderie ship, you live together, you serve together, you suffer together. And it's not about necessarily the mission, it's about the men and women next to you. And, and I think that, that that's exactly what's happening right now with the convoy. It's not necessarily about the mission. It's about the stories, the men and women beside each other, seeing how the government has hurt them and how, you know, we're all just people trying to get through this world. And, and it's their job as the government to facilitate all outcomes of a situation, not say, this is it and the rest of you can piss off. That's, that's not what governments are for. They're supposed to be for the people, by the people. And now veterans are standing up and saying, we stand with the truckers. We stand with unity. We stand with dignity. We stand with respect for our fellow men and women of our country because that's what we stand for. And that's what our forefathers fought in World War I and World War II and all the other wars that follow. What was our service worth if we're going to sit here in Canada and not treat each other with dignity and respect? And he nails it. What is your service worth if you've served your nation if you cannot stand up with the people now? The governments are corrupt. Ours is the most corrupt. But Canada is completely controlled, right, by every banker and globalist. And they are going to do exactly what the globalists tell them to do. If you think that is not happening or won't happen here in this nation, you're fooling yourself. Canada is the canary in the coal mine. Australia was it, but we didn't pay attention to that because Australia is on the other side of the world. That can't possibly happen here. But it is happening here. It's happening to our neighbors and our brothers and sisters of north. And Canada is going to hold strong. 
But this is not going to be an easy fight by any means. None at all. I want you to hear this tyrant from Ottawa, Ford. What a piece of work he is. Listen to this. This has to come to an end. Uh, and it has to come to an end real, real quick. And if it doesn't come to an end, you're going to have serious consequences. You'll lose your license for life. You're going to lose your car indefinitely. And we're going to throw every tool we have uh, at you to make sure we bring stability back to our, our great province. Well, that's exactly it. They're going to use every tool. So listen to what Republican Girl gives us here from Canada, who she was on our, Kate, who was on our show a few days ago. Listen to this. So in light of the new uh, War Measures Act or Emergency Act, the first thing they did was allow any and all banks to freeze any bank account that they feel is funding the illegal activity from the protests. So if you're donating to the convoy, they can freeze your account without a court order. Without a court order. If you don't think that's not going to happen here, we have the Patriot Act. They don't need to issue martial law. Our public danced around happily when they initiated the Patriot Act because we were afraid of a handful of magic planes that magically flew with a bunch of dumb people from the Middle East. We know that was a whole lie now. In fact, it was nanothermite painted on the walls by Mossad in conjunction with other operatives that brought that building down. You know what's the most amazing thing? is I was in Canada on 9-11 when it happened. I was in Victoria on Vancouver Island. I woke up to this. Do you know what's most amazing is on that day in the town of the talk shows in Canada, they brought out a fact that we just as a public here in America just learned. It was the fact that the buildings had been sold just about six or eight months prior to one of the Bush cronies and that there had been a new insurance policy taking off, to, off on the buildings. And what people didn't realize about 9-11 is that they had already, been, they had already hit their lifespans. They were going to have to be torn down. So rather than incurring the cost, why not just kill three or 5,000 people? Have the insurance money pay you and in the meantime, launch a war. So if you're all into the stocks of the military industrial complex, you just get to make all sorts of money. And when you have a mission like that, who do you call? Jesuits and Mossad. Don't worry, they'll take care of you. Patriots, we're, we're in a, we are in a war right now. And what Canada has done in the most amazing act is it has found the weak spot in this system. And as, as painful and challenging in these coming days and weeks it's going to be in Canada, it's going to take the resolve of Canadians to stand strong and to come together and to not bend on this. Now, we're starting to see the, cr the cracks in the armor right now. I want you to hear this piece from uh, the Prime Minister in Quebec. I don't think they call it Prime Minister, so I apologize. I, don't, uh, I believe it's, it's the equivalent of the governor, but it's a good piece, so listen to this. Let's understand clearly that Quebec, Quebec government and us do not want this law to be implemented, to be implemented sorry, on the territory of Quebec. It is not legitimate and it is useless. So we don't want it. And we don't want the extent of the powers that the federal government could give itself uh, 
to go as far as eventually uh, using the army. Obviously not in Quebec, but I believe nowhere. Uh, but this is a decision which is, uh, or a position which seems to be the decision of the government of Quebec as well as ours. Just as a follow-up there, sir, uh, the what has been happening in Ottawa has spilled across bridges into Gatineau, into Chelsea, into Massangers. This whole region has been affected, and this that includes parts that are in Quebec. Should there not be some action for the greater Ottawa Gatineau area? There is, that, is does that not does that not apply? There is no civil disorder in Quebec now, which is not well contained by civil authorities and police. Right in his face. I cannot stand media. I'm telling you, the mainstream media is going to be the first on the list of crimes against humanity. That question was a bait question to try to get that premier in to a lockhold so he would have to acknowledge that Trudeau's actions were correct. Trudeau's a fool. We know that. And what has happened in Canada, in my opinion, is that the Canadians, in a movement that was likely in the beginning, had some funding from nefarious sources. When the Canadians started to move, they thought they could contain this and blame the food shortages on the truckers. That was really the main objective on this whole thing because they needed a way to have a fall guy for what was coming. And instead, what happened was Canada moved and the, the people stood up with it. And what was a controlled opposition-type movement, or at least they would hoped it would be, very isolated, has exploded to be a full-on movement in Canada of the people. Now, this is important because if you want to know who's starting this war right now, this war against the people, we can look outwards towards the big bankers, but you don't have to look very far. Just drive to the end of the Ambassador Bridge and then drive down into Michigan and you'll find the three primary culprits, Ford, GM, and Toyota. American companies have pressured Trudeau to do this because they're losing approximately $13.9 million an hour. So that should tell you a lot of things. That should tell you that there's a vulnerability in the deep state. That should tell you that this vulnerability is can be exploited and that you will get a backlash. But at this point, you better hope you get backlash because every time they backlash, they awaken more people. And those on the front of the line, it's tough. Canada's on the front of the line. I am hopeful that America wakes up. It is a ridiculous place that we are in right now in our nation. This is, it's insane. You have patriots running around talking about when Trump is going to come back. I've got news for you. He's not. But he's playing it well because they need to raise money for the Republican Party. They have patriots running around saying, when's Durham going to do the arrests? I have no clue, and nor should you worry about it, because it has nothing to do with anything you can control. And arresting Hillary Clinton is not going to solve the problem of the injection that's killing people right now. So get real. There are way too many patriots lost in this nonsense wondering when the white hats are going to come in or there was even a comment today. Well, I think and this is literally, this is by a big account. 
I think that the actions that what Trudeau is doing is actually helping the world awaken. That is the biggest line of crap I've ever read. Yes, Trudeau is awaking the people. It's not by design. But it's by people realizing how corrupt the government is and people are doing something about it. They are doing something. Canada is holding the line. And there's going to be a lot of sacrifice here. Fortunately, we are seeing some breaks in the ranks of police officers. Fortunately. I think I played this clip last night, but I want you to hear it. It's important. This is yet another Canadian police officer putting out his position for the people. Hi, folks. As a police officer with 21 years of experience, I wanted to take this opportunity and reaffirm my support for the people, the people that I was sworn to serve and protect. I stand with you. I stand for freedom, and I support a return to normal. Stay safe, and God bless. I just saw somebody write on the board they want to see Hillary lynched. Here's my response. If you're worried about that right now, you've already lost. Our fight going forward is right before us. Let me go through where we are. And it's, it's basically five steps, and we are in phase five. Listen to phase five of their plan to be executed from November 21st to March 22nd. I'm sorry, to November 2021 to March 2022. Establish chaos and martial law. Exploit the shortage of goods and food. Cause the paralysis of the economy and the closure of factories and shops. Let unemployment explode. Apply a third dose of the vax boosters. Take up the murder of the living old men. Impose compulsory vaccine for all. Amplify the myth of variants. The efficacy of the vaccine and the immunity of the herd. Demonize the anti-vax and hold them responsible for the dead. Arrest opposition leaders. Impose digital identity on everyone. Establish martial law to defeat the opposition. Result, second stage of digital control, imprisonment or removal of opponents. Now, I would like somebody, please, if you get a chance and you feel so inclined to write me, it would take you an essay. Please don't do it. I'm kidding. I would just like, it would, it's not possible to justify how the arrest of Hillary Clinton interrupts any of that. Because it doesn't. You now have an engine of people in the medical industry. You have an engine of people in the pharmaceutical industry. You have an engine of people in uniform that believe that this is the right course of action. And it is going to be necessary for people to hold the line and stand up to this. And right now, there is no justice in this nation. This foolishness of thinking that you can restore justice, you are not restoring justice in a system that is broken. It's not going to happen. So it is central to understand that what Canada is doing is the right thing. It's put its people in opposition to its tyranny. There are only two lanes here. There's no parties. There's a judicial system that's completely corrupted and owned from top to bottom with a few occasional OKs. You have a system right now of tyranny or liberty. Choose. Tyranny or liberty. Choose. It's literally that simple. And Canada, as the people, are choosing liberty. And we know from our own experience when you choose liberty, when you choose liberty, then you restore justice. But when you rely on a system of tyranny to bring justice, you're a fool. 
Durham is working within the system, not outside the system. He's working within the system. If you think that's going to bring justice, keep dreaming. There's a long road ahead here for Canada, but it's going to need all the support we can get. They are now going after cryptos, by the way. Isn't that interesting? I've been telling you, get out of crypto. It's a trap. It is a trap. People keep thinking that cryptos are immune to their control. You're wrong. They are not. And that's how they're starting to work this. Canada is not going to back down. And that's going to be the one resolve for the world that will give hope is because Canada is not going to back down. And fortunately, they don't have a great leader that stands in front of them and says, go home. Instead, they have no leader. They have a love of God and liberty in their heart that says, stay and hold the line. Our position right now as a nation has to be to push and wake up as many people as possible. This threat is coming our way. And there's ways to do that. But America is not going to move the same way Canada does. Our history in the revolution is important because we didn't win the revolution with muskets. That's the illusion that you live under and you're taught. The real fight was economics. The real fight was economics. Now, Early on, when they introduced the Townsend Acts, about, 19, about 1768, roughly, people began to push back on having more taxes on their goods and services. And they began to develop a resistance to buying British goods. Part of what precipitated the fight was that the colonists weren't obeying the king. And the obeying took in different forms, but part of the great disobedience that the disobedience of the colonists was that they were producing goods locally against the orders of the crown. They weren't buying tea, they were making their own tea. There were other things that they started to produce which was against the regulations of the crown. They couldn't buy and create and sell locally certain goods that had to go back to England, and they had to pay that import tax. But they defied the king. That, that initial resistance started with the women. And it was down in the Carolinas where they began to resist tea. The Boston Tea Party was a, was a false flag. It was done for some merchants to take advantage of that and get some insurance claims, as I understand, and then also be able to jack up the price of tea. But the real resistance was in the southern states, southern colonies, where the women were coming together and making soaps and making teas and not buying British goods. And then as that grew, and the men stood with the women, they began to admonish those that were buying British goods to make them feel called out, so to speak, in the villages. But what Canada's going through right now is the same war we will have on our soil. And it's not, it's not a war of parties. It's not liberal versus Democrat, or Democrat versus Republican. It's the same war that we had in the colonial period. It's loyalists to those of the elites when that's tyranny and enslavement, and it's those fighting for liberty and those standing with liberty, and they come from all walks of life. And it's a fantastic place to be.
And so that's what the real fight started at is in the colonists, in the colonial period. But the real win, and yes, there was about 30% of the victory, in, in my opinion, was due to the fights in the battlefields and with the muskets, and that's what we always look at. But the real win was economics, exactly what Canada has done here. The real win is that the movement that began with women cut the British imports, I should say exports, it cut British revenues by 50%, 50%. That's why the crown ultimately had to give in. It could not afford the war. They were financially spread too thin. And this is critical because Canada understood this. Once they started going, who understands that more than anybody? Truckers. Because they're moving the goods and services. So critical. And they understood exactly where to hit. The truckers need to collapse the economy because it's on our schedule. The globalists will collapse the economy on their schedule. It's not avoidable. That is their plan. Right now, they're in the process of ramping up certain factory productions. What's Ford building right now? Why is it so important that Ford's doing what it's doing? Because Ford is producing EVs and getting its electric vehicle factories spinning up. As it's already said, it's shuttered eight plants. So if Ford has shuttered eight plants, why are they worried about a little delay in production? Because the new production is for this new IoT, Internet of Things, this new economy that they're going to force everybody into where everybody needs to be tracked and tagged, pushed into the blockchain. Everybody's going to be expected to get a new electric vehicle. So our truckers can learn from this. Canadian truckers have taken a great risk. They've put their trucks to block the access way, which gets dangerous. I'm not saying it's wrong. By any way, they did it. they've done a fantastic job of holding the line. But here's the thing is this, this deep state operation is not ready to move into the sustainment of replacing truckers with its new electric autonomous trucks, which they're rapidly developing. They don't have that infrastructure yet. This is a weak point. And we know that the economy is going to be collapsed. The intent was to blame the truckers for this whole thing for the food shortages, which we're all, there's enough people awake now, they just shake their head and go, nope, it's not you, it's the government. That's important because the finger needs to be pointed to the right culprits. So it's time for truckers to park it. And I mean park it everywhere. They need to literally park their trucks. Go spend some time with your family. Take a vacation. Take some sick leave. Park it. Across this nation, you don't need to put your truck in, in the vulnerability of being seized. Canada has done this. God bless them for the hero heroism that takes. Now truckers just across the globe need to just park it. Enjoy some time off and watch what happens. Because you see, the arrogance of the liberal class is that they believe that everybody is their slave, that everybody will do the job. When the working class says, pound sand, they suddenly realize that, well, no one's going to fix my toilet. That's another one. Plumbers, you need to take some time off, all of them. There's nothing a rich person hates more than that camp being able to get his toilet to flush. I'm dead serious what I'm telling you here. You have to go for the weak points in their life 
You have to go for the things that they expect will always be there. These people expect that they will always get what they want. And you're not going to get the most elite class because they've already bunkered up. What you're getting to is that class just down from them. They're little foot soldiers. What happens when they can't get toilet paper or they can't get food or they can't get their favorite pate? You see, they get inconvenienced and little inconveniences for the, the elite snobs causes them a lot of problems. So it's time to start buckling down. Truckers need to park it. And Patriots, you need to buy local and break from the corporate dependency. I've been saying this over and over. The window of preparation, by the way, is we're in months now, if not weeks. Get yourself prepped with enough food to hang on. Build your communities. That's where the focus needs to be. But stop participating in the Walmarts and all this other stuff. Get rid of it. Stop it. Their shelves are shrinking anyway. Just step out of that. Start buying local or buy not at all. Buy used if you can. Avoid anything of this production system right now. And as we do this and people, more and more people peel off, it becomes the same effect. If you cut their revenues by 50%, 60%, you don't have to have 100%. Reduce your revenues by 50%. That hits the bottom line. And you'll hear this. So people say, well, you're playing into their hand. No, we're not playing into their hand. We're taking charge in an action that's going to be destined to happen anyway. They are going to force everybody into this break. Here's where you're going with this. Phase, we're in phase five. And, and this is a piece that was done by Michael Yidon that I, I've followed before. It's dead on in how it's gone. And phase six is this, cancel the debts and dematerialize the money. So in phase six, and this is coming somewhere, they're saying between March and September, which I believe is going to happen. They're going to completely collapse the markets. They want to trigger an economic, financial, and stock market collapse, the bankruptcy of the banks. And then you're going to rescue the losses of the banks and accounts of their clients. They're going to activate the great reset. That's the ultimate. They're going to cancel debts and loans. Here's the risk you have if your house is in deep debt. Just telling you. They're going to cancel your debt on your house. But the requirement to stay there is going to be something like having to get injected and have a current COVID pass and a digital ID. People will say, well, that's not possible. Actually, it is completely possible because when they collapse the economy and you can't make your payments, they're going to repossess your home. And as they repossess your home, the bank becomes the owner and you become the renter more than you are right now. And as they erase that debt, the bank owns the property. Why do you, I, you know that they've been doing this in BlackRock in California. They've been doing it intentionally. Why did, they, why did BlackRock buy up all those houses at 100% over value? They did it for this reason, to artificially inflate the market value of the home, not the assessed value, but the market value, so that when they popped the bubble on the economy, hopefully a whole bunch of people got refinanced and got refinanced on the market value. Once they pop the bubble on the economy, you're going to be upside down on your mortgage. And if you have a variable, you're toast. So then they're going to come in and offer you a debt solution. Basically, they're going to offer to cancel your debt. And in so doing and canceling your debt, 
especially in your home, you're going to have to hand the title over to the bank. And then the requirement's going to be in order to live there, you have to have a current COVID pass. And you'll get some sort of subsidized UBI, universal basic income. And they're going to put you on a digital wallet to get it. So this is where things are going. It's, in my opinion, it's not avoidable. It's a question of are we ready for it and are you going to be able to respond to it? Because they're pushing hard. They control a lot of the mechanisms in the economy. What Canada has done has been a preemptive strike, which is fantastic. But watch how quickly the government turned and went after the money. Right away, shutting down anybody's bank account that had contributed to truckers, Imagine what that means. That means that they have the ability as a federal government under Emergency Powers Act to seize anybody's money that's in a bank account that's federally tied. We're under the same rules. Don't kid yourself. So we're in the place now where the governments are now preparing to wage war on its population. Every one of us that's been speaking out against the injection, we're already bagged and tagged as far as they're concerned. They know who we are. They, they've got everybody profiled. We, they know that we are the resistance. That's why Homeland Security came out with a statement the other day about people that are diminishing the credibility of the government or confidence in the government are now considered domestic terrorists. I'm a domestic terrorist. So are you. By the way, I forgot my weekly or my nightly welcome, FBI, NSA, CIA, and DHS. Welcome to the show. Hopefully you'll get a little God in your heart and wake up. So this is literally the process that we are all going through. And it's going to be something that we're going to have to all endure. Unfortunately, I think the United States is not going to wake up until people get slaughtered in the market and they start to realize your 401k has no value. You've kept it into something that was already manipulated. And you're going to, they're going to discover that their pensions have no money because they've already been pilfered. So you'll end up with a UBI, and at a certain point, which is not so far off if they continue with this model, you'll have your house as long as you as they're allowing you to until somebody else comes in that's their buddy and says, I like that house. And then, just like every communist regime, you're going to be told to move. Or they're going to tell you that you have to take in families with you. They're not going to give you a choice. Because their idea is to push everybody from the suburbs and then into the countryside into the main cities. Agenda 2030. So with all of this, the big question is, well, what can we possibly do? And that's just it. Canada's doing it. They're standing strong as the people because if you don't comply, they don't have a plan. But if we're going to keep wasting our time in this nation, worrying about when Trump's going to come back or when Durham's going to do his thing or when Hillary's going to swing from a noose, just go get your shot and join them, please. Because you're no longer part of the patriot movement. Our fight is right before us, and our fight is to stand strong and to resist these people and to move forward, not wait for someone else to do it for us. It's a very critical time right now for people to wake up and take a stand and to back Canada. Unfortunately, I think some of that we've lost the window on, but I think we can still reclaim it, but it's going to take a bold action. 
And the bold action that I see that we can take is not going to have to be trucker-based. Truckers are having horrible leadership right now in their movement. Their leadership is all over the place. They can't figure out how they're going to pull this thing together. So worried about having people infiltrate their movement, et cetera, et cetera. Canada doesn't have that problem because it just did it. And as it grew and the people joined, they just joined in and they've been filtering themselves. There's always going to be infiltrators. But we have to make a decision on where we want to be. The one control element, since most people that are on this channel don't drive a truck, is that you just can stop buying. And for those truckers that are on this channel, encourage your fellow truckers to park it. You don't need a movement and a rally in D.C. It's a waste of time. They're waiting for you anyway. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to rely on the military at this point in time. We don't even know where they sit other than worrying about what color skirt and panties the men are going to wear. So you're going to have to start pushing truckers and others to park it. That's where we can be a great encouragement to them. And we have to make the examples of not buying big things. Patriots, like it or not, those that walk in Christ and walk with God are those that will rise to lead. And whether you've decided, whether you wanted to be in the leadership position of a nation or not, guess what? You just got recruited. Because that's the only way we're going to reset this nation. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. And there's going to be a lot of challenges ahead. I played this piece on Sunday night. I want you to listen to this perspective. I think it has a lot to say about what we're dealing with. Two minutes and 21 seconds. They took our natural right to barter, trade, buy and sell from each other without interest created debt out of thin air, controlled the interest rates, and controlled the printing of all the money. They robbed us of our health by removing information about natural remedies and outlawing many holistic practices between people. They put sugar and salt and synthetic fats in almost every food that's easily accessible to us. They allowed more liquor stores and grocery stores in impoverished neighborhoods, then shamed and outlawed the medicine people of old. They took over our lives and took control of our interpersonal relationships and shoved them all on this electrical network of deception. They sow fear and doubt and hatred between us, putting enmity between our neighbors. They create all these laws to try to control us and govern the way we behave, while we watch them break them every single day. They rigged our institutions of governance and put hollow people in phony suits. They stacked all the courts and offices in pulpits and boardrooms with their so-called professionals who are really just useful idiots meant to control us. And then they overlaid the whole thing with the theater of the absurd so you never know what's actually going on. They have created a prison on earth. They've subverted the natural order of things, forcefully clamping us down with inorganic institutions that say they'll do one thing then do the opposite. And all eight billion of us walk around knowing this to be true, but too afraid to speak up or fight back. So we bury it with coffee and cigarettes 
and liquor and cheeseburgers and infinite scrolling to try to hold back the tidal wave of pain and suffering that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger inside of us. And yet that little light that sits inside of us, getting a little more dim every day, still has a little bit of hope that someone will do something somewhere and inspire other people to do the same. We aren't living in hell, and I don't think we're going there. I think we're building it. And we are. So let's stop building it. Get yourself buckled up for what you're going to need to survive for six months, maybe a year. Get those supplies. Get them wherever you need to. Start looking at everything that you buy and start paring down. Change your buying habits. Let their stuff stack up on the shelves. One person's actions multiplied by millions is a massive tsunami. Just think about it like this. If one person decides today not to buy a can of beans and a million people do that same action, you just created an economic crisis in a company. It's literally that simple, but we have to work together. And the more that we cut back on buying, the less truckers have to carry. That's the way forward. And if the truckers, if the truckers are going to do their thing, good, it's on them. They'll do it. But in the meantime, we can't be waiting for others to solve our problems for us. Canada didn't wait. They just did. We have to take the American angle of this right now, and we just need to do. Each one of you has an email list. Use it. Each one of you has friends. Connect with them. Convince them to start being more practical and persuade them to start being prepped and ready. It's our responsibility to take care of one another. We may not agree with the vaxxed, but if the vaxxed are starting to wake up and realizing what's happened to them, which is happening, it's also our opportunity to bring them closer to Christ. So every chance that we have, whether it's vaxxed or unvaxxed, talk about getting ready, being prepared, working together, is another chance at building fellowship and fellowship in Christ. That's the true discipline of being a disciple in God. So we have work to do, a lot of it. And in the end, we're going to win this thing. But we're going to have to do it together and not wait for someone else to do it for us. I want you to hear this last piece. It's about a minute, a little bit of noise up front, but this is from one of the truckers who just interviewed some of the folks there in Ontario or in Ottawa. I think you'll find it encouraging. It's an elderly couple he's talking to. They're not in the trucker movement. They're just in their home, and they welcomed him in. Take a listen to this. What kind of weak man want to turn the army against? Well, I guess that wasn't it. It's this one. Sorry, you already heard that one. That was the trucker's rant. <laughs> Try this one. You don't sign up for TikTok? No, people send oh, it to me. Do you read TikTok? Mr. and Mrs. Peckford people? Yeah, oh, yes, of course. You uh, mean, is this live now? Yeah, this is live. This is okay. a video, so we post it. Yeah, oh, my it's called God. TikTok. There's about 140,000 people. Quite oh, my gracious <laughs> me. Everybody, this is history, right? Yeah, this is history in the making here. Yeah, we're, going to, we're going to determine the future course of our country so that every single person who lives in this country has the individual rights and freedoms that they not only deserve, but have under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Amen. Hold on. Hold the line, guys. Hold, Hold the, the line. line. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. 
going viral. It sure is. Hold the line, Canada. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we come together. We thank you for the blessings that you give us. We thank you for all the, the opportunities that we have before us to literally make a difference, to change the direction of history, to be able to awaken the many and to bring the many to you and return the many home. Lord, in this time, we're reminded that we are given authority to step on snakes and scorpions. We are given authority over all evil. And so, Lord, we pray for the strength to rise within us. But most of all, Lord, we have to remember who the true judge of this time is. We have to stop trying to find our solutions through the corrupt institutions of men that make false promises, lies, stealing the ideas and hopes of a generation. Instead, Lord, it's time for us to come to you, to make our testimony to you, to ask for repentance for a nation and to ask in the process of this for mercy on a nation to help heal us and bring justice to those that have done evil. Lord, in this time as we watch Canada go through a very difficult moment, we pray for their strength, their resolve, and their deeper connection with you, Lord. May they hold the line. May they find that deep and powerful place of fearlessness that only comes through their relationship through Christ Jesus. And may they become the light on the hill to wake up the many that are still asleep. We pray for Canada. We pray for the United States of America. We pray for your children worldwide. We pray that with this we will find the strength to stand fearlessly as one humanity in the face of this evil. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, I'll play that trucker's rant at the end of the show. We need to hear it again. And it's a good one. Until then, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. This is an amazing time we live in. Keep your prayers up. Our prayers are our connection to the rock of faith and our relationship to Father. And God is with us. He will never forsake us. We're here in this time, in this place, because we have a mission. And it's for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. What kind of weak man want to turn the army against the strong men and women and children of this country who stands up for their freedom? You want to turn the army against your own people? What the hell is wrong with you? You're too weak. you got a small man complex. You can never fight a battle yourself, so you always got to get someone to go and fight it for you. You're going to turn the army against the Canadian people. Listen to yourself. Are you in Parliament? You should be ashamed to even allow him to even utter those words. It's a disgrace. Breaks my heart. He breaks my heart to see it. He's ashamed. He's ashamed of you, Trudeau. You're going to be people from all over the country will stand arm in arm and ready to be shot by this military. They won't be shot. In the end, they will stand strong.
pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.